0: Thanks for joining us on this week's Real Life Church podcast. We'd love to know if God is using this ministry to bless you in some way. And if you'd like to share your story or know more about getting involved at Real Life Church, you can visit us on our website at livereallife.com today. Let's open up our Bibles this morning to Psalm 112. If you brought a Bible or you got a hand device or you got, you got your phone there, you, again, you can do notes on the app as well. We'd love for you to do that. And it's real simple. I did it last week. Pastor Patrick, didn't he have a great word for us last week? He's just a great guy. Let's give him a big hand clap in case he watches today. He's one of our overseers. Don't patty cake. Come on, man. Make him hear you down in Mississippi. And so uh, he did a great job last week. And I took notes in the app. And you could just hit email. And that bad boy goes right to your email. Doesn't it work? Doesn't it work? It works well. So do that. You can save them, put them on file, go back and re-listen. But I am kicking a new series off today called Legacy. And uh, I, between now and the beginning of December, uh, again, we'll be, we'll be teaching on the idea of legacy. Um, and then December time frame is when our kids' stuff or our Christmas stuff happens. And so we have a kids' program, and then also we have uh, our Christmas candlelight and then the last uh, Sunday of December, we, don't, we do not meet in person, we do meet online, we've been doing this for a few years, we want you to spend time with your family, and uh, gather around after a great Christmas and watch online, and uh, uh, we'll have a special message for you during that time, and so uh, super excited about what God's doing, and so I'm excited about this series. I was on vacation this week, and so I had an opportunity just to kind of chill, relax, and um, um, do you guys say the word Chill. <laughs> I say the word chill, so I was just chilling, relaxing, enjoying myself, catching up on some much-needed sleep. How many know it's been a crazy nine months this year? 2020's just been nuts. And uh, praise God, we're coming to the end of it uh, here shortly, the end of 2020, and going to go into 2021. And um, how many know today, uh, in the culture that we're living in, we got to live by faith, and we gotta, we got to walk by faith and not by sight. And the only way to do that is to make sure we're, 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 uh, our, our information load is coming from God's Word and uh, first and foremost, and then obviously we use wisdom in every situation uh, according to God's scripture. But today, uh, we're going to kick off this new series called Legacy. And uh, I've been on vacation, so, and I didn't preach last week, so lock it down, baby. We might be here till 2 o'clock this afternoon. Come on some. Not really. No, we won't. Order the pizza. Um, but I want to start with our, our, our vision statement here at the church as we kick off this series. And here's the vision of our church. It's really simple. And it's that we want you to know God, we want you to find freedom, we want you to discover purpose, and we want you to make a difference. The ultimate reason that we exist as a church is for you to know God. How many know it's the most important thing in your life? Everything in your life hinges off your relationship with God. So however that looks for you as we, as we grow as a family, as we grow as a church, that um, the, the thought pattern is, is that you would know God more. Next is that you would find freedom. Now, that, uh, that piece there is everybody, everybody when they come into God's kingdom has grave clothes on. And uh, we want to help you get free from some stuff. And so hopefully through the weekends and eventually when we're able to kick off our small groups again, small groups ain't over, we're just we're, we're, we're being strategic and we're being wise at the same time. So we're, we're moving in that direction, um, so be forthcoming with some information on that. But finding freedom and then discovering purpose. You know, it um, the, the really is the, the goal of your life is to figure out why you're here. And I think some of that is uh, frustrating for people not knowing why they're here on the earth. And then the last one is make a difference, and uh, that you would make a difference in the world that you live in. And so today we're going to kick this series off called Legacy, and I want to talk to you from the thought of driven by eternity. This is something that's been on my heart the last few months, and how to be driven by eternity. Psalm 112, verse 5 and 6 says this, good will come to him who is generous and lends freely. Now... When I go through this, I want you to hear my heart today. This is not a series. When we think legacy, sometimes we just think money. There's a lot more that you're leaving behind when you go than just money. And uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. not saying we're all going anywhere, but but we want to make an impact. And you make an impact by living with being driven by eternity. And so good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice, Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. You know, it's it's said. You know, um, you know when you when you pass away. You know, it, it, how many of you? I mean, obviously, all of us have been to a funeral at some point. Um, but you know, when you go to a funeral and and you pass away, it's just kind of crazy. You know, how many have meals after the funeral? You know, and like you're there and the family member has passed away and, 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 you know, you're having a meal together and there's a bunch of people there. And, and it's, like, it's like, hey, man, are you, like, like, you going to remember me when I'm gone? Like I sit there with my family, are you going to remember me like when I'm gone? Because like we just went from this moment of honoring this person to, hey, pass me the potato salad. I mean, it's that quick. And it's like, it's like I think times in our life, it's, it's very interesting to think how we think about this life in this realm, you know, this realm is not forever, but that realm is forever. And so if we're going to live in that realm forever, then guess what? We need to start to make deposits in that realm that is going to help leave a legacy while we're here on the earth. And he says this, a righteous man will be remembered forever. How is that? He tells us two ways. Number one, giving. Giving is one of the ways that, you, that, that he says you, good will come to him who is generous and lends freely. Giving. And, and again, to give is this is is to is to something that will outlive me, something that's greater than myself, something that's 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 bigger than me, is through giving. But then also he says conducts his affairs with justice. That's the lifestyle, that's the living piece. So my life outlives me. So it's not just I left my kids a bunch of money, but I also left my character. Come on, somebody? It's not just the giving piece. Yes, we're gonna give and we're gonna, and we're gonna bless people and we're gonna be generous while we're here on the earth, but we're gonna do it on the other side as well with character. The living piece, the, the piece that people see in your life or the people that you, the closest to you see is that character piece or that integrity piece. And I really want my character to live on. I want my kids to take the character of, of, of what they saw in my life, the good, bad, and the ugly. And, and, and I want them to take that, and I want them to live that in their life. I want them to carry my character on. One day I'll have grandchildren. I want them to carry the character uh, uh, of what they saw in me on. I don't just want it to be that I gave a bunch of stuff and, and I was just remembered for what I gave. That's part of it. But the other part is your lifestyle. So when you think about legacy, here's what I think about when I think about legacy, is what people remember when we're gone. And here's what the Bible says. at Psalm 112, 6. It says this, those who are righteous will be remembered forever. Verse 5 of that same passage says, good, again, will come to those who are generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with In other words, what people remember when you're gone. Legacy is also this, what God remembers when you're gone. Now, you thought about that just for a moment. Look at, look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. It says this. It says, God is not unjust. He will never forget your work. And the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him, continue to help them. In other words, it's not just what people will remember when you're gone, but it will, what does God remember when we're gone? God says, I won't forget your work. He says, and so some of you think that what you're doing right now for God is in vain. Some of you think, well, it's just, I'm just going through the motions, and, and this really make, is this really making a difference? Does, does that batch of cookies to the neighbors really make a difference, or is it just adding five pounds to their life? Come on, somebody. Is it really helping? Is the things that I'm doing really making a difference? God says he will never forget your work. And the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. So it's not just what people remember, God remembers. So what we do for ourselves usually dies with us. What we do for ourselves, selfishness dies with us. But what we do for others lives beyond us. So our mission and our vision at our church is that we would make a difference. So it's not just our our giving, but it's also our lifestyle. So what we do for ourselves usually dies with us. Uh, You know, I've done a lot of funerals doing this for 20-something years. And, you know, we buried somebody uh, a few years ago. Her name was Leslie. She was a key part of our church. She helped our church get off the ground. She was a part of our lead team. She was 30-something years old when she passed. And I'm telling you what, I've done funerals of people that were 80 years old and 25 people showed up. This young girl, she's 30-something years old, and she, there. I mean, I bet there was 3,000 people that ended up coming through the line. It was, it was amazing to see the people come to her funeral. Why is that? It's because she lived in a way that wasn't focused on herself. She lived in a way that, 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 that just the stories of impact the, of how she lived her life. It's because what, and, and when I watched the video, I showed her overseas the video of her and her telling her story And it's just still so a bit raw with me with what happened with her. But the point is this, is that what she did while she was on earth, even 30-something years old, has made an impact on so many people's lives. Her life was made an impact. Why? Because what we do for ourselves usually goes into the grave with us, but what we do for others will live forever, beyond us. So here's the goal. The goal isn't to live on earth forever, but to leave something that does. The goal is not to live here forever. The goal is to leave something that does. But in order to do that, we got to answer two questions. So I'm going to give you two questions this morning, and it's a two-question test. How many of you are terrible at tests? I know I was bad at tests in school. I didn't do well. I would, I would study, and then when they put the paper down, I'd be like, oh, I didn't see that one coming, and forgot everything. You know, I'm not a good test taker. But listen, there's a two-question test that we must answer if we are going to leave a legacy here on the earth. And here it is. It's found in Romans chapter chapter 14, verse 10 through 12. He says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? We can stop right there and go home. Why do you judge your brother and sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God, so then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Listen to that. There's going to be a day that we are going to stand before the judgment seat. We're going to stand before God's judgment seat. And there's, there's two questions that I believe out of this passage and a two-question test that we will have to answer on that day and the first one is this what did you do with my son jesus this is what i'll call the grace judgment side revelation talks about this place and let me read this to you out of Revelation chapter 20 so the question is or the test is when you when you stand before god he's going to ask you what did you do with his son what what did you, did you just get your fire insurance while you're here on the earth did, did you just get did you just barely squeak in What did you do with Jesus when you were here on the earth? Was he a title for you? Oh, I'm a Christ follower. I follow Jesus everywhere. Is that that what it was? What did you do with Jesus while you were here on the earth? And and it's called the grace judgment. Here, Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 and 12 says this. Then I saw the great white throne and him who was seated on it. I don't know about you guys, but when I see that, I think about that. I think, man, your mind can't even conceive the one that spoke the universes into existence. You're going to stand before he says this he says the earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them and I saw the dead great and small uh, standing before the throne and books were opened so we're standing before the Lord and books are open he says another book was opened which is the book of life it says the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books now, let, let me, I'm gonna read Matthew chapter seven to help you out. So here's what he says. He says, books were open, and then another book was open. So the, the, the point of what, would I, what did I do with my son Jesus is the books that are open are all the things done in the body, all the things good and bad in the body, but the book of life is the part of what did you do with Jesus, Can your name be found in the book of life? Is it it just that I said a prayer one day, and I got my fire insurance, and yeah, I'm going to heaven. That's awesome, but I don't ever do anything with Jesus. Uh, It's kind of like that treadmill. Come on, somebody. All of us have done it. Quit lying. Don't lie. You fry. I tell you that much right now. That you get that treadmill, you know, January is coming. Gym memberships go up, but you buy that treadmill at the house, you want to put it in the house because you know you don't want nobody to see you at the gym. So you put that treadmill in there and you, you, you how many know when January's coming, you're like, I'm going to work this thing out. You know, I'm going to get this thing working. And you do it. You know, you're on three days a week and you think you Popeye the Sailor Man. And there you are. Then, then March comes. You're like, hey, honey, can you hang the clothes on the, on the treadmill there? Go ahead, hang the treadmill. You go over, dust, gone. All the dust, all there. It becomes, a, it becomes a, a a clothes rack for you in your room. Well, it's the same concept here. What did you do with it? The, the perp- It had a purpose for you in the earth, and that was to... Maybe drop some pounds and maybe get you a little stronger and beef up your energy and, and play, do that. But listen to me for just a moment. The, the same concept happens when it comes to Christ. What did we do with, our, with Jesus? Was it just the initial? I bought, I, I bought into him, but that's all I did. And, and is my name in the written, in the, in the Lamb's book of life is what the scripture says. Listen to Matthew 17, or Matthew 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Wait, I thought I was, whoa, whoa, hey man, hey, don't you? I'm doing good things here, but, but wait, whoa, let me keep reading. He says, because some of you thought that praying a prayer of salvation was all you needed to go to heaven. That's what you've been taught in America. Let me keep reading. You're not taught to crucify your life, you're not taught to sacrifice. Listen to what he says. He says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. In other words, it's not just a prayer. It's a doing. It's, a, it's an ability to take the Son of God and transfer everything of who he is into your life on a daily basis. Here's what he says. He says, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and, you, and, and name, uh, perform miracles. In other words didn't I do a lot of good things on the outside? Didn't I do a lot of good things on the outside? Listen to what he says. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. What's that mean? That means you never had a, a relationship with God at the level of where it transferred from one little prayer in a moment to a lifestyle of living. Oh, I came to church, Jesus, for 30 years I was in church. I never knew you. I never knew you. Depart from me. You decided to live your life the way you wanted to live it, therefore, you're an evildoer, therefore, depart from me. Another translation says, Worker of iniquity. The word iniquity is sin, it's the the bent places in our life. Here's the right answer to this test. I knew him personally. Here's the right answer to this test. What did I do with, my, with, my, uh, with the, uh, Jesus, the son of God? What did I do with Jesus? Is, is the right answer is I knew him personally. I took time to spend with him. I, I took time to conversate with him. I took time to read his word. I took time to spend with him. And then I transferred everything that he taught me into my life. I, I started to love others like I'm supposed to love. My opinion became second and his became one. I decreased so he could increase in my life. That's what I did with the Son of God. I I knew him personally. Some of you know Jesus like you knew George Washington. What do I mean by that? You know who he is, but you never had a personal relationship with him. You can quote him, but you never knew him. That's what you've done with Jesus. He's a concept to you. He's a a historian to you, but he's not a life giver to you. So what are you going to do on that day? Are you going to be able to answer the question and pass the test? The second question is this. What did you do with what I gave you? Number one is what did you do with the Son of God? Number two is what did you do with what I gave you? And this is the works judgment piece. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So the resources that God has put in your hands, what are you doing with them? What, what are the things that you're doing with your resources? The, 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 the opportunities, the finances, the time, the, 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 the house, the, everything that God has given you. Do you guys realize this? You own nothing. You're just a good steward of everything. God owns it all. So the resources that God has placed in your hands, what are you doing with those things? Well, by God, I, you should see this new bass boat I got. It's pretty sweet. I'm not saying God can't give you a bass boat. And if you have one, please come talk to me. <laughs> if you're watching online, okay? But the point is this. What did you do with it? It's not just about having stuff. Stuff's not bad, as long as stuff don't have you. As long as you see yourself as a steward of everything, and that you own nothing, Listen, listen to what he says. He says in Matthew 16, 27, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then you will re- and he will reward each person according to what he has done. The reward in heaven is predicated on what you do now. The, the, the greatest thing, and here's the motivation, is not that God will reward you. Well he's going to put a he's going to put a jewel in our crown one day that he's going to put a crown on our heads. He's going to put a jewel in it. That's not the point. The point is not you getting a crown. The point is what's going to happen when you get the crown. When you get the crown as a son and daughter of God, the Bible says that he'll reward you with jewels and he'll put crown, he'll put put diamonds and, and jewels in your crown. And the Bible says what you're going to do is you're going to take that crown off and you're going to lay it at the feet of the one that bled and died for you. My question to you is will your crown be empty? Because the test is, what did you do with what God gave you? Revelation 22:12 says, "Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what he has done." Here's the right answer to this test. I gave my life away. This is backwards thinking in your culture. In our culture today, this is backwards thinking. We will have to answer this question, what will we do with what God gave us? Will we be able to say, I gave my life away? Love this passage in Ecclesiastes. How do we live in a posture to be able to answer these two questions and pass these two tests in the present day in which we live? How do we live driven by a place that we've never seen or experienced, knowing that we are investing 70 to 80 years on this earth into a place that we will spend eternity forever. We would rather have a really good 70, 80 years and die, but leave nothing here. God wants us to not just use the 70, 80 years for us to experience the greatness of what uh, the earth can provide, but that we would make a difference in the earth and that we could say that we walked with God personally and out of that personal relationship came, I gave my life away. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. In other words, on the inside of every person there is this eternity void, there's this eternity factor that he has set eternity into the human heart. In other words, here's what this looks like on a practical level, learn to live intentional. Learn to live intentional because there's, you're driven by eternity. How does that transfer into your life? Is that you begin to learn to live intentionally, and there's three ways that you have to live intentionally. Number one, if you're going to leave a legacy on the earth, number one is this. I will live intentionally. I will intentionally give what I have. That's the first thing. I will, I will intentionally give what I have. Money, yes, but not just money. It goes back to what's in your hand. When is the last time you had somebody to your house that was not in your bubble? What do you mean, pastor? I'm saying it's a resource that God has given you that you must use in a way that's going to make a difference on the earth. That is intentionally giving. It's it's blessing others. It's it's living intentionally with the blessing others mentality. Second Corinthians 9-11 says this, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every, occasion. how many of you wanna be generous on every occasion? That in any moment, you're st- that God would use you in that moment to be a blessing to somebody else. You will live intentionally, you, you, will, you will intentionally give what you have. He says, and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What's the point? Is that people would magnify God through your generosity. That people would magnify God through your generosity. Listen, your generosity is designed to make a difference. This past week, we were able to provide hygiene bags for for the folks over at Clean Slate Living. We packed up 50 bags, filled them up with stuff, and took them over to them. And man, let me tell you what, those guys are blessed. We give them 85 coats. Listen, at 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 the end of December, or excuse me, the beginning of December... Uh, we're going to launch something brand new that we've never really done here at our church before. And if you're watching online, and what we're going to do is we're going to create each year something we call a legacy offering. And here's what a legacy offering is. It doesn't stay here. A legacy offering is we are going to take a special time, once a year, that we give over and above what we've given all year. Like, Pastor, we're in the middle of who knows what's going to happen in our country. I don't live in this world. I live in this world, but I'm not of this world. I operate in a different kingdom. The laws of sowing and reaping in the kingdom of God is not predicated on famine in the earth. Okay, let me go, let me keep going. So listen, so we're gonna take that offering, and what we're gonna do is we are going to our strategic partners that we have. I'm putting you in a position to give intentionally. You know, one thing that we've learned to do over the years is we're percentage givers. What does that mean? We're spontaneous, but we also plan. We create percentages within our finances to be able to give away. So whether that's 20%, whether that's 30%, whatever it is, we create percentages within our budget in order to give away. Now, there's spontaneous moments that's out of our budget where we're sitting at the restaurant. Bam, there it is. Pay the meal. Come on, somebody. Or maybe, maybe there's an offering to, to help with the hygiene bags, and we give into that. Here's the point. The point is, is if you're going to be an effective giver and give intentionally, there needs to be a percentage of what you give. You need to think about these things. That's giving intentionally. Be ready for spontaneous giving. But we're going to take this offering, and here's the deal. It's going to be December the 6th, and we're going to give it all away. Well, Pastor, that, that, just doesn't, that doesn't sound correct. But I don't know why. Why wouldn't you keep it? Because I don't need it. And even if I needed it, it's better to plant a seed, come on, somebody, than try to create your own harvest. Well, pastor, you know, we need to put a building up there on that up there on that property that we got paid off. Don't you think that would be a better decision? No. The better decision would be let's get more seed in the ground. Let's trust the Lord to help more people. Let's use what God has given us right now in our hands, in this school, and online. And thank God for our land. Praise God for that. But listen to me today. Giving intentionally is about reaching people. It's not about putting sticks and boards together to create a roof. Let's give intentionally and let's help somebody. Listen, I'm believing for big things. These people, these people from Clean Sight Living, they came to pick up the food and their van is a disaster. They're watching, I love you. But I'm trusting the Lord. I'm trusting Jesus. I'm trusting the Lord. I'd love to be able to just put a van in their hand. Come on, somebody, we've done it before. You're like, pastor, that's a little crazy. Yeah, I'm a crazy pastor, let's do it. So begin to think about intentionally what you're going to give in that season during that during that make a difference time during that legacy moment. I'm going to find our strategic partner. I'm going through our strategic partner list right now and saying what is it and how is it we can give The Ark, the women's shelter, they're reaching out to us all the time. But listen, I got families that we're getting ready to adopt through the Ark that we're going to be able to help with Chris, uh, Christmas. These are these are women that have been abused, raped and human trafficking. They've been they've been uh, they've they've been taken out and put into these homes and being taken care of and counseled and love and help And we were able to provide, well, listen, we were able to provide 40 like practical items, come on, laundry detergent, stuff like that. <laughs> Household items <laughs> to help them out during this season called COVID. We were able to be a blessing to them. They're reaching out to us now and saying, hey, can you be a blessing? We, wanna, we, we, we got these families and these kids, we want to we bless at Christmas. You think I'm going to say no? No, why? Because if we're going to one day stand before Jesus, he's going to ask us, What did you do with what I gave you? And here's the problem in most circumstances. We're wishing for more, but not willing to use what we have. Oh, well, if I have this, I'll be good. You know, Pastor, if I put room in the budget, I'll be. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. You have to prepare yourself intentionally to give. What you have in the back today when you leave, everybody stop by. If I don't see everybody take a card, I'm going to trip you on the way out to church. (laughs) All right, here we go. Our acts of kindness cards. Pick one up. Go out to lunch today, please. And don't stiff your waitress. Well, she wasn't very nice. You don't know what she's going through. Stop with your 10%, $2.50. What's that going to do for somebody? Help them, be a blessing, give them a card, tell them how much God loves them, pay for the people in the thing, what am I trying to do? What's in your hand? Give intentionally, live like Jesus. You're gonna have to answer the question one day. Number two is this, I will intentionally serve others. I'm going to intentionally serve others. Matthew chapter 20, verse 26 through 28, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The question is, where are you serving? Where are you serving today? If you're going to ask this question, I will intentionally serve. Well, Pastor, when I start feeling a little bit better, or maybe I have a little more energy, then I'll start serving. When it fits into my time schedule, then I'll start serving. We got some guys that come in here, look like they ain't slept in a week. Here they come. Here they come. All right, how you doing, Don? I'm here. I'm ready to go. I said the food and the coffee will be here before long, Don. And then he starts picking this staging up and setting this staging down and setting these speakers up and setting these chairs up. And Rick and Deb pull these trailers in here every single week. And and if you noticed, our overseer said last week, look how look at the spacing in those things. Look at this drum kit. Look at all this stuff. Said, well, Pastor, how's that stuff get there? People are intentionally serving. The question is, what team are you on? Well, I need a break from my children. So I go to church to get a break from my kids. I send them over there to that children's ministry. And by God, I'm, they're going to take care of them over there. What? We're not your babysitter. We're here to minister to your kids. We're here to give them Jesus. We're not here to babysit your children. So guess what? Do that for somebody else. Oh, oh, now, now, now I see. Serve intentionally. First impressions out here when you walk in. How many know good breath and a smiley face is good to see on a Sunday morning? That's what these people out here are doing. People that serve on first impressions. When they come, they're happy to see you. Hi, how you doing? Great to see you. That's that's an environment of excellence. the, The people that are lost and don't know Jesus come into an environment like this, and, man, they don't understand how can we be so nice. It's because we have people out there that smile and have good breath. That's all you need for first impressions. That's it. I do breath checks sometimes. They don't even know it. Before COVID, I'd get this close. Hey, how's your week been? Oh, Jesus. Get the man, Help somebody. get them some Trident. Amen. Sorry. Sorry. I will intentionally serve others. Praise God. Though they're on the first impression team, they'll be like, I'm going to watch and he comes around me again. Amen. So join a team. You can go to our app. You can can go to our website and figure out how to join a team. Number three is this. I will intentionally serve Christ. I will intentionally share Christ. These are the three things I'm closing right now. I will intentionally share Christ. Listen, if you're going to leave a legacy, every person needs someone who is far from God in their life. Every person needs someone who is far from God in their life. Who's those people that you might get embarrassed if you're around them? That's who you need to be around. Oh, the cost, oh, mercy. How do we reach the lost if we don't hang around the lost? Oh, well, that's the purpose. That's your purpose. That's your purpose. That's you, Pastor. You, we bring them in and you fry up the fish. That's what's supposed to happen around here. No, that's not what's supposed to happen around here. You're supposed to be out there reaching people and then bringing them in here. What happens if you started leading people to Christ out there and then brought them here to help get discipled? What if you didn't wait for him to get here, but when you were at work, you were like, hey, here's what Christ can do in your life. And you start to intentionally share Jesus, and all of a sudden, people's lives are different because you wanna leave a legacy. And the only one of the greatest ways we leave a legacy is sharing Christ on the earth. Second Corinthians 5.10 says, we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. When I read that, I thought about this. God is making his appeal to earth through us. Listen to that. God is making his appeal to earth through his church. Close your eyes just for a minute. God. gives you a responsibility and he wants to appeal to earth through you I want you to think about the magnitude of that responsibility right now he tells us in Luke 14 just keep your eyes closed for a minute I want you to think about this intentionally sharing Christ Luke 14, 23 says, Go out into the country and urge everyone and anyone you find to come in so that my house will be. Full. Mark 16, 15 says, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everybody. What's the good news is that he bled, he died, he rose again for you, and he has a great purpose and plan for your life. He wants to transform you. He wants to set you free. He wants to deliver you, and he wants to give you a brand new life. Listen to me, folks. They don't hear that unless the church is intentional about sharing Christ. How are we going to leave a legacy? How are we going? You're like, man, I don't know. I might not die for another 40 years. Think about how long of a time frame you got to begin to prepare to leave that legacy. I will intentionally give what I have, I will intentionally serve others, I will intentionally share Christ. Why? I want to end with the why. And here's the why it's found in 1 Timothy. They will lay up treasure for themselves, legacy, as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Here's my last statement this morning before I pray for you, is there is more to this life than this life. There is more to this life than this life. So today if you're here I hope that this message the word of God encouraged you today to be challenged to be challenged to be driven by eternity that eternity is set within your heart that that means you're going to live intentionally and you're going to live intentionally in those three areas in what you give and how you serve and how you share. Some of you in this room today you have you can't pass the, the first test and that's what did you do with my son Jesus? This is not just a prayer moment. This is a shift moment. This is a transformation moment. If you're watching online today, maybe you're out there and you're like, Pastor, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. I can't, I can't answer that question correctly. I can't pass that test. I don't know him personally. Maybe you're in the room or maybe you're watching. You've been going to church for 15, 20 years and you don't know him personally. You live in a way that would never exemplify that you know him. You might know of him, you might have said a few prayers and heard a few quotes, but at the end of the day, do you know him? Do you personally have a relationship with him? So if you're watching online or whether you're in person today, you say, Pastor, I need to make a decision to say yes to Christ. He need, I want him to be the Lord of my life. I wanna be able to pass that test and I wanna leave a legacy starting with my relationship with God. If you're in this place today and you say, that's me, Pastor, I wanna make that decision. Will you do me a favor? Will you raise up your hand today? I wanna to have an opportunity to pray for you. And if you're watching online today, will you do me a favor? Will you go ahead and click that raise the hand button or go ahead and put a, a hand clap or, or something in the emoji or in the, uh, in the comment section there? Maybe you wanna raise your hand there in the comments to let us know that you're making this decision to say yes to Christ today. That you're gonna live intentionally. You're gonna know him. You're gonna walk with him. And you're gonna exemplify the fruit of Jesus and you're gonna live in a way that's gonna bring glory to God. So let's pray together. Everyone, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me, to raise from the dead for me, and today I make him the Lord of my life. Jesus come into my heart, make me a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. Today Lord, I truly surrender all to you. Thank you for dying for me. May I begin now to be a blessing to others through my life being changed. May I be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media, the RLC app, and online at livereallife.com.